I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We broke ground on, I think I said the 18th or the 19th of August 2020. And Aaron all along kept saying, we'll be in within the year. It's going to be a one-year build and... That was his plan and he was to the letter, he was on track for that plan. And the day that we moved in, I was like, we did it, a year. And he was like, no, it was a year and a day. Welcome to the next episode of the Get In Our Home series. This is the series designed to help home builders, homeowners and renovators to get inspiration and guidance from industry professionals, but also homeowners themselves. We release a new YouTube episode and corresponding podcast every second Sunday at 7pm. My name is Peter Kilmartin and in this episode we travel to County Derry to meet Alana and her partner Aaron's stunning home. In this episode we cover so so much from going the self-build route, getting planning permission, how to save your relationship during a stressful build, interior design tips and lots lots more. This house is an absolute cracker and whatever you do, make sure to check it out on our YouTube channel. It's full of little details and reveals and even the view alone will honestly just blow you away. I just also want to say thanks very much to the guys. Alana was so kind to myself and my my cameraman Tiernan during the day. We had just such a ball and I kind of thanked them both enough. Um, So make sure to check out Alana's Instagram page, building number 15 also. So without further ado, I started by asking Alana where she's from and why they decided to build here. So I'm from Derry City myself. Um, My partner Aaron's from Claudie. So he sort of grew up just down the street there um, and always wanted to build his home here. And when he met and started coming out, did he always talk about building here? Or was it like, did he have the stony rain into here? No, it's funny because I think we were on our way to like our third date and we were driving, um, maybe it was a bit more than that, but it was quite early on. We were going to climb Croke Patrick and we drove past a nice house and I went, oh, that's a nice house. And he just goes, if you were going to build a house, what kind of house would you build? And I was like, all right, <laughs> only Mechie. Um, but I was telling him like, I don't know, I'd probably build a two-story house. And he was like, what about a bungalow? You know, when you're old, you might not get up the stairs. And so he always like... I remember finding that quite funny that he wanted to ask these kind of questions so early on but obviously as I got to know him I knew that that was always his dream was to build, build here um, so then eventually we, we decided to do that. And, and you know what was that process like because I find it really interesting like when couples going up were you ever going to buy a house or was it always built or like you know did you ever even consider you know moving abroad for a while or you know what how did you come to okay let's build a house. Yeah, um, Aaron would never move away. So just before I met Aaron, I lived in England for six years um, and I always kind of lived in big cities. And then I'd come home and was living in Derry um, when I met Aaron. And I think at that point, I would have been happy to move anywhere because I'm quite used to moving around. But he was always set on living here in Claudie. And I think I'd done the big city thing for long enough. And the idea of living in the countryside and having nice views out the window really appealed to me. So... Um, I suppose in the back of my mind I always thought that someday I might build a house but I'd always imagined buying a house first and then it just didn't it didn't happen that way because Aaron was so set on building. Yeah sorry we should mention that Aaron is an engineer so that was a big factor in him being able to assist and knowing the tricks of the trade and everything yeah. like that so that was a huge help. So, yeah. so you decided to build a house was there a number of sites you were looking at here or was this particular site the only one available or how did that work? Um, we kind of considered planning and this was, although there's quite a bit of land, this was the most likely to get the planning. So we went for this one. 
Um, it also happens to have really nice views. We're up the top of a hill and we just loved it. So we used to come for walks up around here. Um, we have two children obviously now and when my youngest, sorry, when my eldest was a baby, we would come for walks around here and we always sort of stopped up at the top of the hill and had a look down and thought, wow, wouldn't it be class if you could wake up and that would be your view out your bedroom window. So it is now. Wow. I think saying it's a nice view with an understatement of the year, it's an absolutely <laughs> stunning view. It's one of the nicest views from a house we've ever seen. So that Thank should be you. definitely noticed. So, so you'd always kind of talked about this site and you knew that, you know, this was the place, you know, did you come here and map out the site? Did you know the size of the house? You know, like, because, you know, there's so many options you have when you're building a house. Did you have that conversation around what, what type of house we're going to build? Um, yeah, so Aaron had, initially he just wanted a bungalow. I always wanted two-storey. Um, when it came to planning, we wouldn't have actually got the two-storey when we consulted with an architect. He said the most you'll get is a story and a half. So we had compromise there um, and we decided to, we kind of looked at what we were, what we thought we would get planning for and then worked with that. So I had always imagined the, the glass fronted apex front um, and the central staircase going up the centre. So as soon as we decided to build a house, that was kind of my starting point with designing it. Where did you get them from? I don't know. I just think I like the idea of a grand entrance and having loads of natural light. Like when I lived in big cities and even when I lived in Derry, I always lived in houses with tiny windows and small kind of narrow corridors and things. So I had this real desire to live in a big white open space um, that felt really connected to the landscape outside. So that was the, the idea was that we would have this big glass front. And initially that was actually to face the other way, but then when we started drawing the plans, we realized that as much as it's nice to have the view out your hall, you're not gonna sit in the hall and admire the view. So a lot of people get confused and think that that's, that the front of the house is the back of the house now. Um, so, wait, wait, sorry, so which way is south then? South is that Oh, way. okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so we have obviously the bifolds and the, the picture windows all facing south. Yeah. So most of the light is coming in there through the day and then the patio south facing and the garden south facing. Um, so the big glass front, as lovely as it looks, it doesn't actually get that much light throughout the day, but obviously with the size of it, it still gets plenty of nice light and you've got a nice view up onto a field, so it's good. I think we've made the most of the sun path around the house, that was a big factor. That you're getting it throughout yeah. the day, yeah. Yeah, so we had looked at where the sun rises and where it sets and also just sort of boxing it in your mind. If we put a window there, what are we going to be looking at? And trying to use the windows like picture frames and create, I love that. you know, the most of the views. So I think we did achieve that. Um, it was quite stressful at times trying to actually position the house. But with Aaron being an engineer, he was able to come out and mark it out. And he did say to me, look, if you want it moved, move it now. Because once we start building, you can't move it. And uh, actually, when we did start building, <laughs> I said, oh, probably should have been a wee bit just down that way a wee bit and he was like don't you dare um, but no I'm really happy now how it's how it's turned out and okay so you decided to build a two-story you have your kind of hit list yeah and when you got plans you know were you nervous about planning permission like had there been houses built recently in the area you know because it just seems to be so much talk at the moment I don't know if you're in North Atlanta up the north about housing the countryside being limited and yeah. the countryside being harder and harder to build in. Yeah. Was that a factor? Were you worried about that? Did Aaron even comment on that? Or we, we were a bit worried about it, you know. Um, we were concerned, obviously, because the planning process and the cost of planning in itself is quite big. And we did say that, you know, there was a talk that we had where we said, are we ways, would we be better using that money and putting a deposit down and buying a house? But I think if you're going to go for it, you kind of just have to take a leap of faith. And although we designed the house ourselves and I actually sat and, and Aaron drew it all out on AutoCAD, that's why we went and got an architect as well, because the architect was more familiar with the planning process and he was able to keep us right in terms of ridge height and um, like... The specific details yeah. that might need to be changed. Yeah. So you actually, so Aaron actually drew up the house and Anna's happy, Aaron's happy, then you knocked on the architect's door and yeah. we're like, hey, will you just make sure this is okay for planning? Yeah. Wow, that was yes. really smart. Well, we did the floor plans ourselves and then the architect did all the elevations and he he put a roof on the plans and then Aaron changed it because he was trying to save money. So originally we were supposed to have a cut roof because of the shape of our house 
and Aaron went to I think Rafferty Roof Trusses and he said to them look I want you to design trusses so that we can get the cost down of it and they were able to do that so it was definitely a collaboration between us and the architect um, but it was good because I think I'm quite um, sure of what I want like I knew all along exactly what I wanted and Aaron's much the same we're both a wee bit stubborn in that way and we like to have sort of freedom and control over what we're doing so I don't think we would have ever been content just going and letting somebody else draw the house for us um, I don't know if that made life easier or harder for the architect at times but we definitely but did he make many changes apart from no you know... not really um, one thing he moved a bathroom because we hadn't really thought about it. Obviously, we're not architects. We had a bathroom where the utility room is on the front of the house. And he was like, well, you can do that, but most people don't. You, know, you just don't really want your bathroom facing out to the street. So we swapped that around. Um, but apart from that, and maybe advising on some of the windows and the sizes, obviously, to keep us in line with um, building regulations, he didn't have a massive amount well, probably a great peace of mind for you guys to know that a professional has still looked at these plans and yeah. has given it the okay yeah oh we did we, we wouldn't have submitted our own i don't think that's a big risk because we probably would have missed out on some of the key things that affected the planning so as much as we wanted full control over the layout and you know the floor plans and the spaces inside it was good to get yeah. that that opinion and we've, we did value the advice of the architect so you put in for planning, how did planning go? Um, planning went well, we got it first time. So we got the outline plans first, obviously, and that was before we decided the layout. And then um, when we'd put in for our full plans, COVID came along. So we had to wait a few months longer than we expected um, to get the planning permission. But once we got the decision, it was positive and we were allowed to start building. So it's all good. That was great because you hear yeah. horror stories. That, yeah. that so moving on then uh, to the build process. Yeah. How did it go? Was there any, you know, hiccups, any mistakes? Was it a smooth sailing journey? You mentioned off camera that it took a year and one day. A year and one day. Yeah. So Mm, well, how did it go? We broke ground. Um, in the early days, Aaron and his dad did a lot of work, like marking out the site and preparing the site. And most things went quite smoothly. So, so just give me an idea of time. So you broke ground? We broke ground, I think, the 18th of August, 2020. And it started all happening really quickly. Then the first few weeks, you know, we had block work and found some block work and everything. It started to just go really fast and it was all very exciting. Um, we were apprehensive because of COVID that there would be delays and I was hearing from a lot of other people that things were being delayed and they couldn't get appliances and they couldn't get sanitary wear. But I think we were quite fortunate in that the only thing that was really delayed was the windows. And at the time it seemed everybody was having issues yeah. around getting the glazing in on time. So that set us back a wee bit, but we sort of, in the meantime, whilst we were waiting for them, we had all the walls chased down and his daddy did that too. So they were very hands on throughout the build. Um, and even during sort of lull periods, there was always something happening. So it did progress quite quickly. And then once the windows were in and we were sealed, it just sort of flew. Um, and I'm saying this now, but at the time it didn't fly. And people go, wow, a year, that's nothing. But actually, when you've got two small children and I was basically solo parenting for that year, it's, it did drag a bit and I couldn't wait to get in. Um, and we were lucky, like where we were living before, it was, it was a comfortable enough house we had space for us all but it was still quite cramped really um and i seemed to just be home alone all the time with the children so i was really excited to get out here and have room to run around not to mention we were in lockdown as well and when you're in lockdown in a small kind of terrace house with very little garden and you're thinking oh i can't wait to have a garden and just be able to walk outside my door and see the nice countryside rather than looking at next door's house so it yeah, I, I don't like. I, I think it's. I think it's. Um, it's probably the half reason the series is like there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, you do get to the end because I'd say when you were in the middle of it, and you know there was tradesmen and the house was a mess, and you know it just seemed like a never-ending journey. Yeah. It's great to see you here smiling in your own kitchen and enjoying yeah. your home to see that you know you do get to the other end. You do, yeah, you do. And at times it really doesn't feel like we were ever. I mean, there were so many tears. I used to just cry all the time. I was so tired and I remember asking Aaron loads of times like are we wise why are we doing this 
what what are we you know we could have bought a house and he was like I know but just keep faith like it'll be worth it and it, it has been worth it but it's like even when we moved in there was a period of maybe two months where I feel like I was a wee bit traumatized from from the build and from everything that we'd just been through and then it was like oh this is our home now right we can relax now right but you get into this state of constantly being busy and constantly thinking about all the different decisions that you have to make I don't think I got a full night's sleep all year and I would per Aaron was tortured I used to wake him up in the middle of the night and one night I was like can you draw me a floor plan of our hall and stairs because I have a real feeling it's not what I wanted to be and he was sleeping like he was asleep and he was all what are you talking about and I said is it shaped like a U or is it shaped like a H and he was all oh Alana so he daddy drew it for me god love him <laughs> but um that just that sort of stuff used to happen all the time you know and like when it came to picking tiles and anything that was in any way permanent because you think you're not going to do this again you have to get it right um but I, I do feel like we did get it right and it was worth all that stress and all the tears and the sleepless nights. And, and it's even more interesting because you went with, with the self-build route, so you didn't have a main contractor there, so you were making all those decisions yourselves. Yeah, I was very lucky because Aaron very much knew what, what he was doing. Like he works in construction and he's an engineer, so he always had in his mind a clear picture of the process, you know, and what happens when. And I, when I got anxious about, oh, what do we need to do next? Or have we booked the next trades? He'd always sort of, he was always three or four steps ahead of me. So in that way, it was really good having him there. And he just took control of all that. And every now and then he would say to me, right, you need to start looking at floors or you need to start looking at doors or you need to pick this, that and the other. So he kept me right. Um, and that, that was a big thing. What a great asset to have him to be thinking a step ahead. Yeah. Do you know, to be able to say, ah, okay, now it's time to start thinking about X, Y, or Z. Yeah, definitely. If I didn't have him, I couldn't have done it without a contractor. And like, I'm always in awe of people who have no industry experience at all and who just go and do it themselves. And I'm not surprised that sometimes it takes three or four years to do it because if you don't always know what's coming up, if you haven't got that process map of like having your trades booked and not even just having them booked, but having your quotes because you can't just go and book the first guy that you find. Like in order to do it within a budget, you do have to get your three quotes for everything. And um, it's all very time consuming, but we were lucky. We, we worked as a good team, I think, throughout the build. Um, and we had, we did come to a decision really early on that anything internal, I got the final say and anything external, he got the final say. And uh, I think that saved a lot of arguments, you know, it really did because for example, he picked the, the stone for outside and that, that's a temporary kind of thing. We will eventually change that. But I was like, oh, stone. And he said, just trust me. And the roof tiles, he chose the roof tiles. He chose, well, we, we sort of decided on the, the outside render together, but he decided that we were going for the Parex render. Um, and all along, I was happy to let him make those choices because I knew that where I would want to put my stamp was the inside. And not once did he question any decision that I made internally, so I'm happy with that. And how how did that go when it got to internals? Did you really enjoy that? I loved it. I loved it. The only thing I wish is that he hadn't spent so much money building the house because <laughs> I thought I was going to have a massive budget, and then obviously the way things go, it wasn't as massive as I had expected. Um, but I did do I think well, given that the resources were, were more limited. Like, uh, like when you shopping around, were you hunting for bargains? You know, did you have a good I suppose, plan in your mind when it got this age or was it kind of here, there and everywhere? I never wrote a plan down, but I did have, I knew what, as I said, Aaron kept me right with when I needed to look for things. And we did have, we had a QS friend do up a rough budget before we started. Oh, so we were always using that as a guide and going back to it. And Aaron was very, very clever during the construction stage. I should say, actually, he did save us a fair bit of money by shopping around and using his contacts. and really early on we were looking at the estimated cost and going oh we're flying you know because he did like where he could save money he saved money but inevitably things just all add up so when it came to the interiors then i sort of prioritized certain things like the kitchen and the stairs um, and i knew that they were things i wasn't going to change very quickly so i really went and got exactly what i wanted i still shopped around i still got quotes but i didn't stop myself from getting what i was going to want to keep um, the utility room, we made a few compromises just to get it a bit more cost effective, but I think it's still perfectly functioning. And then other areas where I tried to save money were probably the floors. So 
we tiled most of downstairs um, and I did shop around. You can go as expensive as you like when it comes to floor coverings. We both really wanted a polished concrete floor, but when we looked into the cost of it all and it was kind of coming up a wee bit too much for us. So I found um, a large format, kind of light grey concrete looking tile. Um, and I was really happy with it because it's also suitable for outdoors. So eventually when we're doing the patio, I'm going to run the same tile outside. Um, so that was a good way of, I think, saving a wee bit of money. Although yeah. when I did that, I forgot that you have to pay for grout, adhesive and labour to fit the tiles. So the saving wasn't exactly as much as I thought. But with the rest of the house, we went for a combination of wooden floors and laminate floors. Um, with the laminates, particularly in the upstairs and the kids' bedrooms and the office, um, in the playroom, I really sought out bargains. Like I don't think you have to spend a fortune to get a, a nice looking floor that's hard wearing and they'll last us um, yeah. as long as we need them really. I have to ask the million dollar question that you get asked all the time. Tell me the colour of your kitchen. <laughs> so the colour of the kitchen is, it's a one ball colour and it's called Inchira Blue. Um, and it, some people think it's green, some people think it's blue, some people think it's like a grey. It's kind of a combination of all three um, and I love it and it's it seems to be something that everybody comments on about the house is the colour of the kitchen. And you put in a pantry in the kitchen as well, was that always yeah. on the plan or how did, how did you find that? Yes, so actually in my mind I loved the idea of a walk-in pantry, but when we did our floor plans there was no logical place to put a pantry because where our larder cupboard is now you would have been losing space in your hallway and the squareness of the hallway is kind of the appeal of our hallway. So without adding an extension outside and upsetting the outside layout of the house. There was no logical place to put a pantry. So we did work with the um, kitchen designer and designer really well functioning larder cupboard. So that kind of conceals all the small appliances and it's got plenty of storage. So that was always in my mind was having kind of clear worktops and only having things sitting out that look nice. Not having like crumbs from your toaster and everything on display. I love that, I love that. Um, I want to ask you about, about something that we talked about off camera, the Hoover system or the vacuum system. Yeah. Tell me about that, because I, I don't really know a huge amount about that. Yeah, so I, we installed a beam central vacuum system um, and it's brilliant, I really love it. So what it is, is a central vacuum unit that's concealed inside a cupboard in the utility room. And then we have six inlets throughout the house and you just plug your Hoover hose into that and it, it you can hoover from anywhere so it saves carrying a hoover around we've actually got a hose upstairs and one downstairs and it's great and the suction it's brilliant and um, i think my favorite feature of it is that it has an exhaust so any excess dust oh, wow. where on a lot of traditional hoovers that dust kind of recirculated around your house it's it's vented outside so it made the the dust when we moved and everybody talks about all this dust when you move into a self-building that's there for months and months and ours wasn't it was really it was gone within a few weeks you know the most of it so i think that was a big part of it and then do you have to change like hoover bags or how do you do that no so it's a bagless system okay. and you just i think i've done it twice since we moved in um you don't it, usually it lasts you about six months but obviously we had a lot of dust at the start yeah yeah so you just clip it off take oh, it out so it's, just like a bin. it's like it's exactly right. like a bin now you don't empty that into the the outside bin and bring it back and that's it done brilliant brilliant i love the idea of just like you know hoovering it into the yeah. into the, each room nearly. yeah and then the vac pans as well so we've added two vac pans and they're great like if you don't want to get the hoover out and do the whole area you can just brush up and there's like a wee switch on the kicker board, you just kick it and it sucks it out away. Brilliant, brilliant. And, and that's meant for the same system as everything else? Yeah, so it okay. all goes into the, well, same, well, well. the same area. It's funny because whenever I told my younger cousin, I said, we're, we're going to build a house, you know. And he was like, all oh, right, and I said, build my dream house. And he goes, class, are you going to have a swimming pool? And I was like, no, but I'm going to have a utility room. <laughs> and he was all, right but it's funny because it made me think like if you'd asked me when i was 18 about my dream house it probably would have had a swimming pool but i'm a bit more practical now and yeah it's a, a, a utility room and a vacuum system, vacuum system yeah. and a utility room yeah living the dream that's me <laughs> so so i, I want to go then so so try to build then you know was there any major challenges any major hiccups was there anything that in hindsight you might have changed you might have done a bit differently I don't think we had any real hiccups. Um, you know, because Lana, like a lot of people watching this are about to start building houses, yeah. are about to start their own. Would you have any advice for them in terms of whatever you do, do this or don't do that? You know what I mean? I think um, one thing 
would be design your kitchen as early as possible. These days most people think of their kitchen as the heart of their home and we had already the floor plans done so when I did go design in a kitchen I was a bit restricted in what I could have. Um, we did make it work for us but as I said the idea of having the pantry and stuff we could have maybe incorporated that if we'd gone earlier so if I was starting again I would meet with a kitchen designer before I put in the full plans. Well, okay. Yeah, just, just to be sure because obviously then Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Once you do start building, everything happens so quickly and the plumber's there and he says, where do you want your sink? And if you haven't thought about that ahead of times, or even things like washing machines and fridges and cookers, all that pipe work needs to go in. Um, so the earlier you can decide on layouts for the important rooms like that, the better. Um, what else? Yeah, but it's, it's really interesting because even as you mentioned, if you, if you really wanted a pantry, you were kind of restricted in this layout yeah. and things like that that people might have, like must-haves or whatever, yeah, that, exactly. that they could be limited if they hadn't thought about it earlier on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know Aaron's brother, when they decided to build their house, um, that was what I said to them, was go and get your kitchen planned first. And I think they did make a few changes based on that um, consultation that they had. And they also actually went as far as to go and, and plan their bathrooms as well before they'd even applied for planning. I think probably the people in the bathroom showroom were like, what are you doing? But again, if you can, go and do it because it makes your life easier when it comes to making these decisions down the line if you've already thought it through. And even in the early days, there's a lot of waiting around. So you could have your plans in and then be sitting on your hands for a few months or you can go out and start shopping around and getting quotes and lining everything up. And again, that's, that's the part that Aaron took on very much was the planning and, and the management of the build. And I think he did a wonderful job on that. So I would advise anybody, especially if you're going the self-build route, to be very, very organized and write out a process map. And if you don't have the experience yourself, ask trades, yeah. ask people who've What's built, find out, yeah, what do I need to be doing now? Because you shouldn't really have time to sit and think. If you're doing it and you're doing it efficiently, you should always be doing something, um, which is what we did, I think, very well. Did you find that very stressful? Yes, yes. <laughs> because it, it just takes over your life. It does. It does. Um, in a way, we were lucky that we did it during COVID because we had no temptation to go out or go on holidays or like I couldn't even get a hair appointment or a nail appointment. So we saved a lot of money because we had no life really. And I suppose building the house gave us something to focus on and it actually did give us a lot of hope 
that we were going to come out of this pandemic and we were going to have something amazing to show for it and that even coming up and visiting the site before we started building you know just standing up there and going oh someday you know we're going to live here and isn't that going to be amazing and it really got us through a lot of hard times so as much as i say it was stressful and it was very stressful there were also a lot of really happy moments throughout and that's something i tell everybody is like you have to celebrate the good points like we have we box of champagne corks from the day that we got our planning approved and the day that we got our mortgage approved and the day that we broke ground and like we didn't just spend the year drinking champagne but you kind of have to do something to mark the occasion and to give yourself a boost because it's a long process yeah. and it's a difficult process and if you allowed yourself to get really bogged down in how stressful it is you wouldn't carry on like you have to keep thinking about the end goal um, and when you get there it's brilliant like this will be our first summer now in the house and even just like a day like today being able to open the bifolds and walk outside and have a coffee that makes me so excited yeah, yeah. like it gives me butterflies because that's a moment that i visualized and i imagined over and over and over and now it's it's, it's actually happening like yeah like i think you're really right though and like, you need to celebrate the small wins because it is all about small wins you, yeah. you get the planning you get the mortgage i'm gonna but cry I, <laughs> I i never asked you about the mortgage process how was that um it was all right i mean wasn't ideal. We were very limited with being a self-build. A lot of mortgage companies and don't want And did you go to. with a broker or did you have a, like a couple of companies that did on hit list? How did that work? So we actually did go to a mortgage broker um, to get his advice. And he said, Joss, you've only got, you're kind of limited here in the North. I think we had AIB and there was a, another building. What do you Whatever call it? it is, I, there was like two or three places yeah. we could go and we tried them and they said no okay because it's a farm dwelling and we've got a shared access with the farm it was all quite um complex for them some of them wouldn't even consider the application like bank of ireland who aaron's always banked with just said no outright um and then eventually we i think one of them one of them did approve it but the terms were really strict right and they weren't very favourable at all for us. And then in the end, Aaron went directly to Ulster Bank. So we, you can't use your broker to go to Ulster Bank. For some reason, they don't work with third parties. We had to go direct to them and they thankfully approved it and the terms were more favourable than what we've been offered elsewhere. So we ended up going with them. Um, but when we did that, they were basically our last resort. You know, it was either them or not very, Good option, and we were just really, really grateful that, that they took, that you they on. took us on. Yeah. yeah, because because you know they nearly have you. You know, like they have you kind of by the ring of the neck. You know, they yeah. you kind of have to go their turn, which is it's hilarious. How did you find then the moving in process? Was it was it stressful? Was there, you know, at what point did you say okay? And did, was there like a date in mind that you had, or you know? Yeah. So we did start. We broke ground on. I think I said the eighteenth or the nineteenth of. August 2020 and Arne all along kept saying we'll be in within the year it's going to be a one-year build and that was his plan and he was to the letter he was on track for that plan and the day that we moved in I was like we did it a year and he was like no it was a year and a day and like he was actually disappointed that we didn't get but I was like that's amazing you know about two weeks before we moved in i was telling everybody i said the joiner this is the date we're moving in so everything will be done and he laughed at me he was like no right but we had no choice we had put it in our in our minds we had no choice we did have a choice but obviously the house that we were renting um had more tenants that wanted to move in and that girl was expecting a baby so in my mind as well i was thinking she needs this house before she has her baby so that kind of put the pressure on and once we had booked the kitchen and the stairs to be fitted we knew that we could move in then, you know, we had the plumbing, we had the floors down. It might not have been totally finished, but we could move in. And actually when we did move in, it was a lot more finished than, than we thought it would be. Um, if we didn't have two toddlers, we probably would have moved in long before that and just lived here and done it as we went. But we kind of had to have it in a good stay of repair for moving in here with them. But I, it, was, it was exciting, you know, unfortunately, about three weeks before we moved in, we came down with COVID. So the last, I know, I know, and this was obviously when self-isolating and that, you still had to do it for like two weeks or whatever. So we did a lot of um, 
FaceTime with tradesmen in the last couple of weeks and that was really, really hard, not actually being on site and not actually being here to say, I'll oh, put it this high or move it that way. And I, as two people who like to be involved and like to be in control and hands on, that was really difficult. But in a way, I think it was nearly like the universe was telling us slow down and chill out because you've done enough now. And we did, we kind of rested up for a couple of weeks. And when I wasn't feeling sick, uh, I packed up our house and um, we just had like two weeks of getting organized and mentally getting organized as well. And then I think we were out of isolation and we moved within the week. So it was all go. And come here, like, you know, you know, like, you know, that week moving in and the last trades went and, you know, you're packing and you're probably up and down this road like a yo-yo moving or whatever, you know, it's super stressful. Yeah. When you have that first night's sleep, you know, what was it like in the morning when you woke up? Was there like a, you know, a turn to each other? You know, what? Tell me about that moment. It was brilliant. So it was, it was like Christmas. So what happened was we had been so busy all day. I think my mommy took the kids all day and um, we were just in and out and in and out and doing everything. And our bedroom wasn't actually finished yet. So the first night's sleep, we were in our daughter's room and her cot was there and our son's bed was done up. Um, and the kids were actually asleep when they came home that evening. So we just lifted them into bed, still sleeping. And I think we were that tired. We had the one wee glass of champagne toast, went to bed. We slept so well because we were just so tired. Um, and when we did wake in the morning, obviously the kids hadn't been here yet. They, they just moved on whilst they were sleeping. So for them, it was really exciting. And we were waking them up and we we're like, look, you're in your new house. And they were, oh coming around and they'd seen the house throughout the build process and they'd been here but they'd never seen it sort of lovable and with our stuff in it and they were just amazed so it was lovely it was lovely to kind of show it to them and and for us to just take a breath and realize that we were here um, but it did take a wee while longer than that to actually for it to feel like a home which I found strange I think because we'd spent so much time here and we'd planned a range of it I expected that straight away we would just feel at home here and I'd heard other people say oh you just you just know when you move on that's that you feel at home and I don't think we did I think we it took us a wee while because we had been so stressed for so long it was like adjusting then to a slower pace of life and and being able to you know actually sleep through the night and and get up in the morning and explore your house as someone who lives there and unpacking obviously that's a process that takes a while so i think now we're here seven months and we've i think i unpacked the last of the boxes last week so, <laughs> so you're finally in finally in now yeah uh, it was only a couple of you know like books and things that you don't really need that much so finally unpacked and it definitely does feel like a home now it's lovely that's lovely um what would be your favorite part of your home I think my kitchen is definitely my favourite part um, and part of that being the outside because the kitchen very much feels like a part of the outside space so when the sun's shining and the bifolds are open this whole area this is just my favourite place to be um, I love it and also the utility room it's handy to have a utility room sorry did you just say the utility room the utility room your favourite <laughs> home it's a close second, I, I know that's sad, isn't it? I don't know, I understand. And, and you put up the hanging laundry, so tell me about that. So that was an idea I got off Instagram. I've seen a few, I can't remember the names of the accounts now, but I'd seen a few accounts on Instagram had a rail for hanging things up. And I always thought that was handy because like shirts and dresses and things, when you take them out of the washing machine, you're best to just hang them up straight away. So that was why and then when we designed the room it just kind of made sense to have it across the two windows and I did sort of worry that people looking in will just see our clothes hanging up but I kind of don't care eventually we'll have blinds and realistically not that many people walk past our house because we're quite rural so it's good it's very very practical tell me um about like what what's next what's next on to-do list what's I know I'm sure Anna has a big hit list but you know what's the next big priority um, at the moment I'm just working on making it a wee bit more homely so I've just started adding like wee bits of furniture and styling some corners and adding like maybe artwork so I would like to get some more framed pictures on the walls and when the budget allows we're going to do a wee bit outside so hopefully we'll do the patio um, and that'll make a big difference 
Um, but there's not really much. At the minute, I think we just need to enjoy it for a while. Um, like we've got long-term plans, like we do intend to add a sunroom someday, but at the moment we've more than enough space than we need. Um, so I just enjoy it. Yeah, so um, tell me about that. So you future-proofed the home how? With the, for the heating system, for example, we installed an air source heat pump. And especially now with the rising fuel prices, we're really, really glad that we did that. So we have underfloor heating throughout the house, upstairs and downstairs. Um, and that's operated by, or that's, that's run off an air source heat pump. So that was a big thing. We also zoned the, the heating, which is a, quite a common thing now anyway, but we've got a thermostat in almost every room so we can control the temperature throughout the house. Um, and we added, sorry. How are you finding the airport unit? Are you noticing big electricity bills? Finding the house is always roasting. The house does tend to be quite warm, um, but you can we're, we're still figuring out what temperature suits us to set it at. Um, we've got Wi-Fi controlled thermostats, so Aaron's obsessed with checking the temperature of the house whilst he's at work. Um, and if I'm home working from home, he's like, text me, close the doors, you know, because he can tell that the the heat's whatever whatever is happening with the heat. So I the oh, I can't remember what I was talking about. You were talking about the air to water units. The air to water unit. Yeah, so it, it does tend to be, if anything, too warm rather than too cold, but that's okay because we can always crack a window and then it, it's back to normal. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we did find when it was very, very cold outside, it got a wee bit chilly inside the house, but it wasn't anything anything drastic. Yeah, yeah. And we do have a chimney and we intend on adding a wood burning stove down the line, which we'll probably not use that often. But on those really cold winter nights, then nice like, it's yeah, nice to yeah. have by. And at Christmas, like I just kept saying when we were building, I just can't picture Christmas without a fire. So that's it's a very Irish thing, isn't it? I, yeah. I, it's a very expensive ornament, really, but it'll it'll be nice. I think it'll bring warmth to that room. Yeah, uh, and tell me about this window. So this window here, um, at the moment, it's a nice picture window, but we added the the lintel above it so that in the future we can put a sunroom on there as well. Um, I did love the idea of open plan living, um, but Aaron really wanted to keep the living room separate. So our living room is just off our kitchen, but he kept saying about privacy and wanting a separate space. And I'm actually glad now that we're in that we did do that because I would have probably had most of downstairs fully open, but you can hear already there's an echo and it's nice to have a bit of a quiet space. So we've got that and then down the line, if we want to open that up and have a sunroom there, it'll yeah. give us that open plan living space as well and just a bit more entertaining space for when we've got guests, right? Well, what a great, you know, you know, future-proofing element to think that far ahead to go, yeah. okay, well, if we need to do that, we can do that. Well, that, that was Aaron and his compromise again. Like he, he said, look, he didn't want to put the sunroom in and I did. And he said, we'll put the lintel in, it'll be done. All we ever have to do is knock through the bottom part of the wall and it's quite a straightforward extension. So that was that was him compromising there. And to be honest, we don't really feel the need for a sunroom right now, but I just like the idea of down the line having a wee cozy, like snug. Yeah. So. What is something you wish somebody told you before you started to build? What's, you know, what's the one thing you wish somebody had told you? I think I got some, we got some good advice halfway through, which was um, as a couple, try and have a, at least one night a week where you don't talk about it. And when we got that advice, I was like, oh, that's good advice. Because at that point we were like, flat out it was all we ever talked about and it was actually it does start to wear on your relationship a bit because you're just constantly stressing over things so that advice was very good and I, if I could give that to somebody at the very start if you're going into a build and you're in a couple try and keep at least one night a week where you just have like a wee date even if you're trying to save money and you just have a takeaway in the house and make it a rule that you don't talk about the house it's really, really hard because you do become obsessed, but I think it's important and it gives you both a break from constantly thinking about the house. And I don't know if anything else. I actually really like that advice. I, I, that's something we've never heard before, but it's probably something that should be really considered that yeah. all you talk about is the house and it just becomes this obsession between you yeah. both. And 
it's nearly like a boiling pot, you know, that yeah. if anything goes wrong, it's just, you know, it's fermenting with yeah. each other. Yeah. Well, I remember when we got the planning permission and we were drinking the champagne, we were so excited. And Aaron said, oh, you know, Kevin McLeod said one time that uh, if you want to test a relationship or a marriage, I think, if you want to test a marriage, build a house. And I was like, what? Why did he say that? And he was like, well, I suppose it's stressful. And then I was all, oh, I hadn't really thought about that, about how it was going to affect us because we were just so excited about it at that point. Um, but I suppose having that in the back of my head made me realize that, right, okay, we might be annoying each other, but it's probably normal because it's, it's a hard thing to do. Um, I suppose it's a bit like having a child. You do become obsessed with the house. The house was like our third baby and it, it got certainly all of Aaron's attention and most of my attention for a year, which is a long time yeah. to be obsessing over something. Did you get to have housewarming? Did you get to have the family over and enjoy it yet? Or did COVID kind of put a stop to that? Well, we didn't have the big housewarming that we had hoped for because of COVID, but we did, when the restrictions started easing, we started having these big Sunday dinners where we'd invite everybody up. Um, partly because we wanted to have a bit of a housewarming and partly because we were in debt to them all so much. <laughs> Because when we were building the house, we were forever eating in Aaron's mommy's house or my mommy's house, and they did a lot of babysitting for us so that we could run here, there, and everywhere, and you know, look at kitchens and tiles. Um, we definitely couldn't have done it without the help of our families. So we did try and have a few big gatherings that we, you know, when we could invite them all around. And then Christmas was the first time we kind of had everybody here, except not everybody because. COVID. Yeah, yeah. But you know, those that could come came. That was lovely. Uh, it was amazing. I and what really was everybody's that. thoughts on your house? Because they'd probably seen it on Instagram and seen you and Aaron go crazy to last year. Like, what was everybody's thoughts when they first came? Like? I think everybody thought it was brilliant. Like a lot of, to be fair, a lot of our family members were quite hands-on with yeah. the build as well. So they would have been calling in. Uh, yeah. Like Aaron's daddy basically loved on site. He just loves down the street and he was here every day opening up and closing up and chipping in and labouring. Um, so. I don't know what, he was probably just glad that it was finished. <laughs> um, but everybody else, uh, they, 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 they still say all the time how brilliant it is. And whenever we plan like parties for the Wayne's birthdays and that, I said this year to mommy, geez, everybody's coming. Normally there's a few people who can't come. She says, they're all coming to see your house. It's <laughs> like, do you think? But uh, everybody does say all the time how lovely it is. And you kind of forget sometimes when you've lived here then, that, like it is a bit, it's a bit amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. When we first came in, we said the same thing. It's just a wild house. It really uh, blows you away. So credit to you both for that. And um, I just want to go back to the bid process. We're nearly finished. Just want to go back to the process. Was there much that you were doing like hands on yourselves? Did you do, you know, painting? Do you were putting up scoring boards? Or, you know, how much actual like hands on labor were you and Aaron actually doing? So Aaron did quite a lot. Um, he and his dad did all the chasing for the electrics. They did all the they did a lot of the insulation. We had um, pumped cavity insulation and beaded floor insulation, but all the other insulation they did themselves. They were here a lot. I did what I could, but most of my role was staying home with the kids um, and then going off and sourcing things and materials and looking at skirting architrave doors. And were you doing a lot of shopping around land? Was that something um, that you were doing a lot of? When I could, yeah, I did a lot of looking online and then as soon as, because obviously a lot of the showrooms were shut for a large portion of the time as well, um, I spent weeks with these two catalogues of toilets. I remember thinking this is a real low point in my life, like I spent about three weeks looking at toilet catalogues, um, but it was worth it because I ended up getting a really good deal on our three bathroom suites and, and they, I think they look amazing. So. I did a lot of that side of it and Aaron was here much more hands-on. When I did get a chance to get up, I did a lot of mucking out and cleaning um, and I helped a bit with some of the insulation inside the window frames. So I was a bit nervous about that in case we had any leaks, but so far so good. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, my last question is, is this your forever home? Yeah. Yeah. You don't think that there's a, a change of plans or, or a rebuild in the future? No, I don't think we'd ever put ourselves through it again, to be honest. I don't know. I, I, I don't think we would leave it because it's Aaron's home. Um, if we had just bought the site and built the house, there'd probably be the temptation, not anytime soon, but maybe down the line, we'd go, actually, we'll build a smaller house or we'll build a bungalow or a different size or shape. But we knew when we were doing this that this was going to be our forever home. So we did try and keep that in mind all the time um, and build a house that would grow with us and with our family. 
like you talked about future proofing so at the minute we've got a playroom but that was always designed as a second living room or even further down the line a bedroom you know if we can't get up the stairs although I was saying yesterday about sure we could put a lift and my friend was like oh you could you could put a lift in your hallway because there's a big space there um, and it sounds a wee bit silly to think about things like that but if you're planning on living somewhere forever you kind of do yeah so my it's been really really lovely talking to you and what's really lovely about it is that you're smiling you're giggling you're here with your mum and you're enjoying your home which is yeah. probably the nicest part of it and um, as i said from the start that you know for people to see you enjoying your home it's probably inspiring for them they're on their own journey you know that, that there is light in the tunnel Aye. if people want to find you or get in touch with you if it's okay where's the best place to do that so on instagram um the handle is building number 15 and you can find me on there. Number 15, where's that from? Is that a... So the house number is 15. Oh. And I actually had this conversation with a girl from, where is she from? Somewhere down south. Yeah. Athlone. And she asked that, now we've been friends on Instagram for a long time, and she said, why did you call your house number 15? And I was like, because it's the street number, but apparently down, down around there, they don't have that. Yeah, I wouldn't have had 15 here. Like, you know, you'd probably see it in an estate or something yeah. where it's like one, two, three, four. No, well, there's a couple other houses. It's a big road. There's yeah. not many houses on it, but there are a few other houses. And I think down, down the way is number, hang on, I'm going to get it wrong, 11. Right. And then there's a space and then there's us. But Aaron always played number 15 in the football. Right. And so he said, well, that space can be number 13 and will be number 15. Right. right. And then up the road is 17, 19. Right. So well, it's the evens on one side and odds on the other. Yeah, okay. so it's all odds on this side. I don't, there's not many houses on the other side, right. but that's just... Right the way it's done, I don't know. Right, uh, thank you very much. I really, really thank appreciate you. Thanks, Peter and Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to check out the guys on Instagram at building number 15. I'll also post um, their details in the description box below. Um, and also don't forget to check out their YouTube episode on the Get In Our Home YouTube channel. Thanks so much and see you all next time. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.